Hi, it's Leila Rose Fanner. I am an artist and illustrator, and you are listening to Studio Noise. Black creativity is unstoppable. The Studio Noise podcast takes you into the studio with Black artists and creatives making the art that moves the culture. You get to feel all the inspiration, technique, and passion behind the people making paintings, making sculptures, making prints, making noise. It's the Studio Noise podcast with your host, Jamal Barber. It's the noise. Yes, it's your boy, Jay Barber. Tonight is the night, the debut of The Exhibit, a new reality TV show on MTV and the Smithsonian Channel with seven artists competing for the chance of a lifetime to show, work at the legendary Hirshhorn Museum, and to win a grand prize of $100,000. And one of those artists competing on the show that you'll see every week is none other than your boy, Jamal Barber. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I'm up there on the show. When you're looking at the thing, you see me. Yes, yes, I'm flipping the chair. Look, look, <laughs> we go get into that. We go get into that part of it when it comes out. But just, just let you know. Yes, I got to be a part of this incredible show, and now you get to see all of the work. It's all chopped and screwed. I'm interested in seeing how it's gonna look. I really, you know, I got to see one episode of it um, earlier. And so, you know, they put that little polish on it. You know what I'm saying? They pull out the little boot and just wipe it. <laughs> they just wipe it down real quick. They chop and screw it and put it back together. So it's, it's better than ever. Like when you get to see it. So it's like reality, but more. So before it comes out, before you even get to see the show, y'all going to get my thoughts uh, on it. And I give as much as I can without spoilers. But you got to watch to see the good stuff. But this whole process, it was it was something. It was an experience, yo. You know, now I'm, I'm just a dude making art in my basement. I don't get this kind of exposure. <laughs> I don't get to live this kind of life most often. So, you know, y'all get to see it. And you'll probably see me on TV and all over the internets. But let me tell you, I got the exclusive for you right here because you are the fam. You my day ones. And it's right here. Only on the one place you can always catch your boy. Always giving my passion. Without the cameras, without the lights. I was right here. Clocked in. Giving you the best in black art. That's right, baby. It's the noise. It's always the noise. <laughs> yes, sir. So this will be your main source. You want to know what your boy feel about it. Check the articles, check the interviews, but always come right back to the source right here on Studio Noise Podcast. It's the voice of black art, bringing you the very best in black contemporary art. As always, <laughs> every week for five years, I've been tuning in. Getting into this process, getting to meet your favorite artists, getting to meet the movers and shakers, the people that really make the art, really make the culture right now. It's always the noise, baby. And it's brought to you by Black Art in America, a new new partner. It's the voice of black art with the home of black art. And they got two shows over at the Black Art in America Gallery. Her voice sings the voices and stories of women at Baya, including paintings, mixed media works textiles, sculptures, and more from emerging to seasoned artists from Saatchi Rome to Zoya Taylor, Deborah Cedric, all, t all types of stuff is going on right here. And if you catch this episode, but on March 3rd, we have enough as a collector's panel, collector's talk, talking about collecting contemporary black art, uh, led by the, by a patron and esteemed collector, Miss Ashley Lee Esquire right there with you. So more events coming up at black art in America, make sure you check them out. 1802 Connolly drive. You got to make it. 
your go-to destination place. You want to start your art collection or you want to increase your art collection, make it a little bit better, get some of that exclusive stuff. All the work that you ever want to have is right there. Go to Black Art America Gallery or go to blackartamerica.com. You can get all of it, all of it. Check it out. And you can hear this episode of the show. You get mad news, get all kinds of stuff. You can follow the podcast. Catch me at studionoisepodcast.com on IG at Studio Noise, where we put little clips and pictures of artwork from all the guests and all that good stuff. Right now, after the break, when you come back, I'm going to tell you a little bit about how I feel about the exhibit. New show, your boy on the small big screen. <laughs> it's going to be a good time, y'all. So check it out. I'll be back to tell you all about it right after the break. It's the noise. Yes. Yo, this is Sean Rucker, Detroit's finest. You listen to the Studio Noise Podcast. Yes, yes, it's the noise, the noise. It's your boy back at you on Studio Noise Podcast. You always know where to find me, but now every Friday. Well, on Fridays, you'll see me on MTV. On Tuesday, you'll see me on the Smithsonian Channel. I'm part of the cast of the exhibit. And the Hirshhorn Museum and Sculpture Garden is teamed up with MTV to create a six-episode docuseries. We'll follow seven American artists who will compete for a presentation at the museum and a cash prize of $100,000. Uh, the groups include printmaker Jamal Barber. Mm, yes, your boy. <laughs> Frank Buffalo Hyde, Misha Khan, Claire Cambu, Basira Khan, Jillian Mayer, and Jennifer Warren. A, a tremendous group, a uh, 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 eclectic group of individuals, <laughs> shall we say. People from all over, from Miami, Chicago, Atlanta, New York, um, all around. And so many diverse backgrounds, so many different styles. We got multimedia artists, we got sculptors, we got painters, we got your boy printmaking. Uh, it, you know, we do, just do all kinds of stuff. So I think they assembled like a great group. Matter of fact, let's listen to this. Listen to this trailer. Three, two, one. I don't like to lose. MTV and the Smithsonian Institution unite. I'm making boobs. To slay the art world. Times whoop ass. For the first time ever. Seven artists compete. Each of us is a force to be reckoned with. For the exhibit of a lifetime. We're all a group of art commandos. At the legendary Hirshhorn Museum. The National Museum of Modern Art. An invited artist at the Hirshhorn. Am I going to win the prize? Of course. I'm the greatest. And the clock starts now. Creative challenges will inspire them. An exploration of gender. I think it's a really big statement. <laughs> to push their boundaries. It's hard to think about. In pursuit of the ultimate prize. One artist will be awarded a career-defining exhibit and $100,000. Is this the right face? <laughs> Are you molding your face? Yeah. Good for you. See what it takes to make... Time to make some magic. The exhibit. Ooh, don't you just feel the intensity? <laughs> Look, at these. Look at these artists. <laughs> Yo, it's it's so much fun. I gotta tell you, I had a I had a blast making this. Like now, don't look at the trailer and see your boy like thrown over the table and stuff like that. There's a there's a story to it. I promise you, there's a story to it. When we when it comes out, we go talk about it for real. We go really get into it so that people understand 
uh, why your boy uh, did that. I mean, it wasn't necessarily the pressure of the show. You know, I don't know how they're going to put it in the trailer like this is so intense. <laughs> we are, <laughs> we are gonna, we, we're putting them, pushing them to their limits. <laughs> but no, it's, it was really a, a ton of fun, a ton of fun doing it because, you know, your boy, I love community. I work in a community print shop at Atlanta Printmaker Studio. That is how I think about art. I think of art as a us thing. You're doing your thing. I'm doing my thing. We're going to talk about it. We're going to help each other out. We're going to give each other tips. We're going to support. We're going to do all that stuff. So putting me in a room with mad other artists and we could all just get to really sit there and make work with all the materials and stuff that y'all give us like, yo, sign me up. Like that's going to that's going to happen nine times out of 10. I'm going to be right there sitting there making stuff. But I also do a lot of walking around. <laughs> I do a lot of talking to people. It was such a blast to be able to like be there with them uh, and really go through this. Now, you know, it has it had its moments, you know, like anything, but like it's a whole production. Now, you're not used to making art in a big production, like surrounded by cameras and, you know, doing the little interviews and all this kind of stuff. Like, so it's, it, <laughs> it could, it could be overwhelming a lot of times. Um, but it, you know, it really was great to get to know all the artists. They are tremendous artists. I want, I definitely want to have some of them on the show, whoever can make it honestly. Cause I think every all, each one of them had a great story uh, for why they're making that stuff, where they come from, their thought processes. You get to see it on the show. You get to see how we get a little bit of time and you get to make something and how different all the things are. I, I think it's going to be like really tremendous for people to see. A lot of people involved with the show. We got the music, the director of the Hirshhorn, Miss Melissa Chu, who was fantastic. <laughs> she is just radiant uh, person as a personality. And my man, Damati Pongo was the host of the series, I, which is funny because I told my wife, hey, yeah, they got this guy, uh, Damati is the host. She was like, yo, the guy from MTV, she knew who he was. <laughs> She knew who he was. He hosted like a reality, uh, a reality TV show, a reunion or something like that. Like he, like he'd be out there. So I ain't, I ain't know, but it's so good to get to know my man. He really helped me out at certain points, uh, doing this whole thing. Had a fantastic panel of judges. Had Adam Pendleton show up. We had Abigail Deville pop up. She was really amazing, yo. Really something to look at. Keith Rivers, who's an art collector and on the board of a lot of museums and stuff like that. And so big shout out to Keith, Kenny Schaefer, uh, Sammy Hoy, like uh, so many people was involved with the show. Like it was really it was a really good production. Uh, I think they put a lot into it. And I think talking to the producers and all the camera people and the whole crew, everybody really worked hard to like get all the moments. So and really try to capture what it what it's like to see us make stuff. Now, it's artificial. <laughs> this is not like. You know, Jamal don't just show up and, you know, give me a, a challenge in a couple hours and Jamal do his thing. No, like Jamal, you give Jamal a space. Six months. I come up with tremendous show. I put my heart and soul into it. You show up and you get to see and live it and connect with it, all that stuff. Now, this is not that, but this is. It was art. <laughs> I could I could say that much. It was like us thinking through the process and making things in the time that we could. And so I thought it, I thought a lot of the stuff turned out great. I, I just enjoyed getting to see people make stuff like I kind of wanted to watch it at a certain point <laughs> just to just to, 
to see what everybody else would get to see is the is the thing that I love about like doing studio visits, like being there, like watching them make stuff, wondering why are you making that decision? Like what's behind that? Like what? Why does this mean that? Like where did you even come up with the idea to use this piece of plexiglass or mold your face like you see in the like Misha do in the commercial? Like it was so much stuff. Like it's so I had a a tremendous time. Um on this show and having to deal with it, even like now in the aftermath, you know, I am, believe it or not, even though I do a lot of stuff, you see me out in the world and on this podcast talking, I'm an introvert. (laughs) I like to, I like to be in my basement with my, with my wood and my carbon tools and my paper. You know what I'm saying? I like to just sit back and do my thing. So like it really took you, took me out of my comfort zone a lot, but I hold on to the fact that what art means to me. Art is just what I do. It's how I introduce myself as part of my identity, period. And so you give me any opportunity to be creative, I'm going to take it, period. And showing up and doing it on TV, that's cool. Now my kids get to see me do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so that's all I was thinking about. So I'm not sure how much more to tell y'all because I have so many thoughts, but I think you have to see it. But it depends on what they show you too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, like uh, the major part of it is if you know me, you know I love Married at First Sight. I love Divorce Court. I love like reality TV shows. So uh, getting to be like in one, like getting to see like behind the scenes, like how all this stuff is set up, like why the stuff looks like they do. <laughs> that was that was it was uh, extreme fun for me. Just me, just being there like going through it. Cause now when I see it on TV, I was like, Oh, that's what they did. Like, you know, they, they sat them down and, you know, did this and they made them sit this way. And it had like different cameras, like set up <laughs> to capture the moment. Like you get to see how they make the sauce and it doesn't make your show less interesting to me. It actually makes it more interesting. Now I feel like I'm some kind of, <laughs> some kind of TV show expert. <laughs> Where I'm piecing together parts. Oh man, they shouldn't have done that. I would have went with the two shot. <laughs> I sound like a idiot. <laughs> like it don't work like that. That's why. Because <laughs> that's not what we do. And so if you're wondering, um, I am going to bring in members of the cast. I'm setting up those interviews. I don't know how well in conjunction they'll work with the episodes of the show because I don't know how to edit it. I don't know the order they're putting it out in. You, Me and you are watching it at the same time trying to figure it out. But uh, as you come through, you can always come to me, your boy at J Barber Studio, I will probably because people know that I love to do like Married at First Sight, like story reels while I'm watching the episode. I might do the same thing for this show <laughs> and critique, not critique the show, but just like, you know, have fun with it. Like I always do. You supposed to enjoy yourself when you're watching stuff like this. So it doesn't have to be like so serious. And so they did a lot of, of work to prepare us for the show coming out because like any show, everybody remember like you no know, work of art, like from way back in the day. You remember the show? <laughs> like, is it come on like we're after Project Runway or something like that? That kind of thing can lead to negative feedback from, and you, and you know, it's the internet. So you just do something and you don't know how out of millions of people, you know, a subsection of some subsection will start to take it and, and feel a certain type of way about it. And, you know, really come after you for, you know, from, you know, why did he wear that color T-shirt? Like, you know, all kinds of stupid stuff. They try to prepare us for that. And I'm mentally trying to prepare for it because 
I don't know how people, how it come off with people. Like, especially I've never been on TV. Nobody wants Jamal to be on TV. This is, this is brand new. It's <laughs> funny. When they call me, I thought it was a joke. I really, they was like, oh, we're going to interview you for this thing coming out. I was like, what? You're going to do what? Me? You know, you're talking to Jamal Barber, right? Like, you know, I do Prince. <laughs> like, why are you sure you want to see me on TV? Until I got off the plane, <laughs> it got picked up in the in the car to go to the hotel to get ready i still didn't believe i was gonna be on tv i'm gonna be honest with you this is not my life <laughs> it's not what i do i don't know i don't know if i'm that interesting you know what i'm saying like you know i got my little sphere of influence that i go through like you know i do my teaching and i do my prints and i curate my shows all the little stuff that i do but i you know i don't necessarily see that as this big thing and so to have it on the screen and, and make it a big thing, I, I'm very interested to see what it looks like. So uh, y'all, <laughs> y'all tune in uh, to the show and then y'all let your boy know like what y'all thinking about it. Because I would like to get some feedback, but only only I hate to say only the good feedback, but, you know, don't go up there. You know, you know how we get when people be on TV and you start clowning. And so, you know, it is what it is, I guess. You got to take the good with the bad, but I hope a lot more good come from it than bad comes from it. And so. <laughs> so that's all the first part that, that we'll talk about. I'll bring other cast members on the show. I'm definitely getting uh, Jennifer Warren on the show. Definitely getting Basira Khan on the show. Uh, they're, they're tremendous women, tremendous artists. And so I can't wait to have a conversation with them. Actually talk about. Yeah, we talk about the show, but we still want to talk about them because. The show only highlights who you are as an artist and who these people are as artists, as individuals, getting to know them in the time that I did. It's it is a tremendous treat to be able to like talk to them. And so hopefully we get them on the show. Y'all get the same experience separate from the show, but in conjunction with the show. So it's, it's all going to work together, baby. We're going <laughs> to have a good old time. So y'all tune into the show and watch it. And so then we take a quick break and then I'm going I'm to get into like my expectations, like what I would want from the show and what we want from any kind of hype that we get when we come back. So we'll take, let's take a quick break and we do that. On March 4th, collecting contemporary black art and art collectors talk black art america welcomes ashley lee esquire art collector and black art america patron to host a conversation with other active collectors about collecting contemporary black art with emerging collectors in mind this program is part of Baya's her voice scenes and if only the patchwork could talk women's history month exhibition remember black art in america is a place where you can buy and learn about art Black Art America Gallery and Sculpture Garden is a very unique arts experience located at 1802 Connolly Drive, East Point, Georgia, just three miles from the Atlanta airport. If you can't make it in person, it's just a click away online at blackartamerica.com. Check it out. This is Deborah Grayson. I'm a printmaker and you are listening to Studio Noise Podcast. Yes, we're back. 
forgot to tell y'all about my TEDx talk. I did a TEDx talk at Wake Forest University last weekend. That's why we had the flashback episode. Uh, that was also a tremendous time. Another great opportunity to get up there and run my mouth. <laughs> Say the stuff that I want to talk about. My, my talk was about diversity in art academia. So I talked about college experiences and how minorities and black people, when they start pushing for this diversity, they need to change how they teach and how they approach teaching. So I did that. I'll put that up there with another opportunity for me to showcase like what I do. And I try to explain to my students a lot. And maybe y'all understand this, that my art practice is not just my printmaking. It's all works together. That's how I see it, because it's all about me. It's still me at the center of it. Jamal, how I feel about it, my thoughts and ideas, all of it goes into the work. It goes into how I teach. It goes into the things that I say. It goes into this podcast. All of it. Everything is not like separately and completely engineered. This is all part of one big art practice. And so I'm lucky. I'm very lucky, very fortunate that I'm able to showcase it and given the opportunities that I do. I want to give a shout out to Ashley and Mia for helping me. Uh, all the work that they did is just a TEDx is a student run independent part of uh, association to the TED official brand, I guess. And I'm going to tell you, these students really put on something good. And so I can't wait to be able to show that to you, too. So. Uh, it's just a coincidence that I did the TED talk and now the TV show comes out right after it. It's, uh, you know, stuff just lines up sometimes. And I don't know how I get these opportunities, but each time I do get to do something that I would consider to be big. I mean, it even goes back to like when I get invited to do like I'm going out to Auburn so to be the juror for their student show and give a talk out there. I'm doing being a visiting artist at University of Southern Indiana. All of these things. I'm so grateful. I can't tell you how much it means to me to be able to do what I do and have people accept it. Because for so long, and even now, I still see myself as that guy. That guy, when I got laid off and I was making prints, I made prints for a year and a half and nobody wanted them. That's who I am. Going out and set up all those booths and being subtly rejected in ways because I was still probably not good enough in what I was making and probably not even the right place I'm supposed to be in. And so that emptiness, that kind of, uh, that kind of desire to be successful is always inside of me. And so none of this stuff that I look at is ever satisfying. I hate to say it like that, but there, there is this desire for me to do something that gets somebody attention. And even when I get your attention, it's not enough. It's not enough. And as much as I made some work that people really like, everybody didn't like it. So it's not enough. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just to me, if I'm not being, if they're not calling me right now and invite me to the next Venice Biennial, I got work to do. That's how I look at all of this stuff. And so I want to gloss that over because that's a, that's a pretty big thing that I personally am always moving the goalposts because, you know, in a big ways, the goalpost is not even the point of me doing all of this stuff. Like, I don't I don't think I would do the amount of work that it takes for me to really make one of my prints, like to think it through, put my heart and soul into it, print it, all of that stuff. I don't know if I would do it just for monetary value. 
even though we do it sometimes, we got to compromise, you know, pay my bills and all that good stuff. But that's not the reason why I do it. That doesn't make me keep making prints. That doesn't make me keep making artwork. That doesn't make me research. That doesn't make me jump on this podcast, even though I'm tired and I've been teaching three days this week uh, and just got back from doing the TED talk and all this other stuff. And I'm still scheduling more interviews, still doing uh, more work, still working new lesson plans, still doing an addition. And when I go to Southern Indiana, like all this stuff, you, what is the motivation for it? And what can I possibly get out of an opportunity like this? It's great to get people to put their eyes on you. That always is amazing. Um, in any way that you can, it's great because it's all like, because it's one big practice is all one big funnel too. Is that if you find me talking on the Ted talk, you'll go to my website, you'll see my work. If you see my work and you go to the website, you'll see the podcast. You hear me on a podcast. Maybe you'll get to some other people, get some other websites. They'll think about me and shout me out. Like it's all one big funnel uh, in a way that is constantly giving me opportunities, but also the main point, the main thing that I want out of all of this is give me the opportunity to keep making stuff. I just want the opportunity to make stuff. I don't want to have to do some of the other things and be desperate for money and, you know, have to compromise. I did compromise. I compromised for years. And now I'm finally to the point that I'm able to do and make the things that I want to make and be rewarded for it. Uh, and talk my ish on a, on a, <laughs> on a stage, stand in the red dot on the TEDx stage and talk my ish too. And all of that is about still about supporting my community, supporting my people, feeding into the work because the work is all about the same thing, right? Trying to convey my thoughts about blackness because that is kind of the obsession, obsession of my life. And so I just want the chance to do it out of all of this. Would I, would I still, <laughs> I can't tell you if I would, but if I did win, would I still come on this podcast? Absolutely. I will still come on this podcast because this is about the joy of making and connecting with other people and sharing it and sharing those stories with you, the people that are listening with me, because I'm having to talk. I, I get to be a little vampire, creative vampire, taking, hopefully getting a little bit of what makes them talk? What makes them tick and taking a little bit of their creativity and putting it with mine so I can keep going and doing the thing because this is it for me. This is hopefully all of it. I hope it only gets bigger. I hope somebody, I hope <laughs> millions of people watch the show and I become their new favorite artist. Absolutely. I hope that, I hope that, oh my God, I cross my fingers. You know how incredible that'll be? To have like so be connected to so many people. Imagine some of the opportunities I would get. That's the that's on the big scale. But there are other fantastic artists. So maybe I don't get attention. Right. Maybe I don't get the attention because, you know, uh, Jennifer's pretty awesome. But is pretty awesome. Frank is hilarious. Misha is already incredible doing shows in Germany, all kinds of stuff. I, I don't know. I'm, I'll, I'll get my little piece of whatever. Out of all of this. I, I approach it the same way I always do is that I do my thing that I do my thing and whatever I get will be mine and whatever I get, I'll be completely happy with. And whether it is like big time success, whether it is a hundred thousand dollar prize, whether it's just two more followers, not followers, but two more people 
connecting with my artwork, not social media, because that can be artificial too. I want true, genuine connections with people. I want them to really find my artwork because I work hard on it. And I hope you see something that helps you out above anything. That's the most we can get from these opportunities. Whatever happens, I don't know. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it because it's now it's just become a big part of my journey. And this will be the story that I tell my grandkids. Uh, they get to watch me on Netflix or something. <laughs> it come out wherever it ends up by then. Uh, they get to see it. Even if it's on just you got to really, really search it on YouTube. I don't know <laughs> how successful it is. Maybe it'll be season 18 of the exhibit when they keep bringing on new people and I just become one of the original people. Flashbacks. I don't know. Whatever it is. But I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to keep doing my thing. Uh, keep keep trying to say something. Ultimately, that's what I want. The time, the space, the opportunity to say something and do it with my art and be free. So that's it, yo. So tune into the show. I hope y'all enjoy it. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> I'm excited. I can't wait for real. And that's it. Another episode of Studio Noise in the Bay. Big shout out to everybody that's out there doing it. Tune in to the exhibit. Oh, <laughs> let me know what you think. Follow me on social media at Jake Barber Studio at Studio Noise. Let us know what you think, yo. Support the show. I hope y'all enjoy it for real. To all my artists out there, just gotta hold tight. Hold tight to the to the process, to the journey. You're gonna get your opportunities. And I'll be watching your TV show and listening to your TED talk and looking at your artwork because that's what it all comes down to it, baby. We're all in this thing. We all trying to make some noise. That's it. It's all about the noise, baby. Keep doing it. We'll see y'all next week. We back next week. More interviews. It's the noise. Yes. Thank you for listening to the Studio Noise Podcast. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Please take a second to rate us and write a review to make sure everybody knows about the noise. Follow us on Instagram at Studio Noise Podcast.